0: Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here is Father David. Christ is in our midst. He is Christianity.
1: Good morning.
0: Good morning, Today we will continue with our meditation upon the Divine Liturgy, And we will do so by continuing to look at the Great Litany of Peace and the next petition, and at the response to every petition that we do in the Great Litany. Because when the priest or the deacon says, in peace let us pray to the Lord, not only is it calling our attention to this idea of peace as a calmness of order, of the fact that we have put aside our anger and our hurt with our fellow parishioners in the the broader Orthodox Church as a whole. But it's also calling us to pray. In peace, let us pray. And so it is a call for all of us as the Church to declare that yes... We have accepted this idea of peace and that we are going to signal and sign and in action declare that peace by praying. And the prayer that we say as the church is one of the simplest prayers that we have. Lord, have mercy. Notice how merciful the church is. I mean, could you imagine if... In peace, let us pray to the Lord, and then suddenly we break out in the great doxology. (laughs) It would be difficult. It would be, I think people would begin to get a little bit tired of saying that over and over and over again with each petition. No, we very simply say, Lord, have mercy. And therefore, when the priest says, let us pray to the Lord, it is imperative that you say, Lord, have mercy. There are many times when I go out, visit people in the hospital, visit people in their homes, do various kinds of prayers for them, and I say, let us pray to the Lord, and there's this awkward silence, and nothing happens. And so we need to get into the practice of keeping our ears open for, that, for those words. Let us pray to the Lord and know that our response... The idea that saying that, yes, we as the Church are praying together is to say, Lord, have mercy. So now that we have declared that, yes, in peace, we're going to pray together as the Church with one voice, and we have declared that by actually praying together that simple and marvelous prayer, Lord, have mercy, we go on to the really the very first petition of the entire service. The first time we're actually asking for something. And the thing that we are asking for is peace from above and the salvation of our souls. You know, the small stuff. And this is where the story from today's gospel reading kind of starts to begin to make sense and to be applicable in our lives. Because, of course... With the story of Christ walking on water, it is usually used culturally as an example of the outrageous and the impossible. It is impossible to walk on water. And it's certainly impossible for you or I to walk on water. It's ridiculous. The only way that we can possibly do it is if we create a non-Newtonian liquid by pouring a bunch of stuff in the water in order to be able to walk across it by cheating. But to actually go out to Lake Decatur and expect us to be able to walk across to the south side of town, from the north side of town, or vice versa, it's just not possible. And yet, here's Peter saying, Lord, if it's really you, ask me to come to you out on the water. He asks the ridiculous. He asks the impossible, and of course, Christ says, "Come," and out goes Peter on the water. And in that context, and in that reality, for us to ask something so ridiculous and so impossible as peace from above and the salvation of our souls begins to make sense. And as a reminder, this peace that we're asking for is not just the peace of the calmness. And the order of a life lived where we are forgiving each other. But that reconciliation with God, where he smashes down the wall of division that has been erected by sin and death. That we, that, that this peace is also that ultimate eschatological salvation of the entire human race, where everyone is allowed to take on the new creation and enter into the heavenly kingdom. This is the peace we're asking for. This is the peace that we expect from above. We expect that salvation of our souls. And you have to understand that in Greek, Sihi doesn't have the distinctness from the body that exists in the English language. The, The soul is something that is intertwined and intimately a part of the body. We can't simply say soul and body and have them easily exist within two different spaces, either in our minds or in reality. The reason that death is so traumatic is that the soul is ripped away from the body. The body just simply isn't a vessel in which you pour in the soul. The body is the place where the soul exists, is intertwined, is a part of that bodily existence. And death is a violation of that relationship between soul and body. And so for us to ask for the salvation of our souls, it's much more than asking just simply for God to help that spiritual part of us, it's really a request that our whole self is saved. And when Peter walks out into the water after having asked for the ridiculous and having seen his feet actually move across that water and come to Christ, he suddenly sees the wind and remembers that there's a storm and he sees the waves And he begins to doubt. And remember, yeah, right, somebody walking on water, some sinful guy like me walking on water, whatever. And of course, he begins to sink. And so he cries out, Lord, save me. And so after making this petition of asking for the ridiculous, for the peace from above, and for the salvation of our souls, we... Just like Peter, sinking into the water, understanding that such a ridiculous thing is really hard to believe in, really hard to expect, we cry out, Lord, have mercy. Have mercy on our doubt. Have mercy on the sinfulness which present, prevents this very request from happening right now all over the world. Have mercy on all of those Men and women who don't even acknowledge your existence. Have mercy on all of those who are actively trying to destroy your church. Have mercy. And of course, Christ is right there. He reaches out and pulls Peter up, takes him to the boat, and says, Why do you doubt, O you of little faith? Don't you see that even walking on water is a simple thing for me? And the wind stops, the sea is calm, and all of the apostles bend down and worship him. And so too we are expected by the church and by God to ask the impossible and to somehow find that faith, find that expectation, that boldness, that audacity to ask God for the impossible, and expect it to happen. But the church and God understand and lovingly leave room for that doubt, knowing that it is a difficult thing to overcome. And so in that space where we doubt, in that space where we don't think the impossible is possible, in that space where we even despair, we are called to say, Lord, have mercy. Today I fall short. Lord, have mercy. Today I doubt. Lord, have mercy. Today I despair. And in that moment, of course, Christ reaches out his hand and lifts us up out of the troubled waters, calms the sea, and brings us to a safe place where we can wrestle with that doubt, wrestle with that sin, wrestle with that despair, and have courage because we know he is there with us, giving us the power and the strength to overcome it all so that once again we may gather as the church and ask for the impossible. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, now and forever into the ages of ages.